Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. We're here on the I Work For Him show to push you to the brink of your thinking, the depths of your programming, and throw you off the cliff of being a Christ follower in the workplace. That's right. You've all got a calling. Everybody listening to the show today has a calling from God. If it's not been to the pulpit or to the foreign mission field, you've been called to your cubicle. If your life has been impacted by Jesus Christ, everything you do will be impacted by that relationship that you have with him. You may be the only Jesus, I repeat, please listen to this. You, the Christ follower in the workplace, may be the only Jesus your co-workers will ever meet. That's really important to understand. The I Work For Him show is here to purposefully equip vibrantly effective Christ followers in the workplace. Welcome to the I Work For Him show. And really, the answer today is, who do you work for, really? This is Jim Brangenberg. I am the host of the show, and I very rarely do a monologue. But today, I'm going to start off the new reign of I Work For Him on Monday nights, Tuesday nights, and next week, starting Thursday nights, we're going to go to some more topics. We're going to look at some things a little deeper. I've had a lot of shows in the past where I had guests on the show, where I had authors on the show, where I had ministries on the show that work specifically workplace, and I'm going to continue to do that, but we're going to drive it to more topics so that you, the listener, can become more engaged, can become more involved, can really add some flavor to this show as we go eventually to five days a week, sometime by year end, we're hoping that 
every day. You could tune in when you get into your car, when your day comes to an end, when you're in the workplace, ending up your day, listening online at WTIS1110.com, that you can listen to a topic and go, okay, I know that Jim today is talking about the vision of I work for him. Because I want to cast that vision to Tampa Bay and around the world today, because everybody needs to understand that this vision of I work for him, the ministry model of I work for him, isn't just for Jim Brangenberg. This vision was given to me by God to spread out over the airwaves, and I want you to know how it got there. I want you to hear my story on how God got me from being a pathetic Christ follower in the workplace that really looked at my life in two different sectors, my Sunday life, my after-work life, and that was one segment, and then my during work life, because I, I live like two different people. And God started maneuvering me and changing me, and that's what the show is all about today. The vision of I work for him. Where did it come from? And in my life, how did I get there? The scripture, as we do every week, this is the most important part. This is what I work for him is all based on. Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Why not? Because they're skewed. They're wrong. They're messed up. They're totally self-centered. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. By changing the way you think, not changing, you know, trying to just get you to change your mind, but actually transforming the way you come to a conclusion by changing the way you think, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. That's what the I work for him show is all about. That's it's really to answer this question. Who do you work for really? Or as I say in the entrance, who do you work for really? Because that's. That's the question, because all of us go to work in some form or fashion. We've got some people listening that day to day, their job's the hardest one in the world. They're staying home raising children. That's a tough job. It's 24-7, and it pays eternal dividends, but it's not real cash flow friendly. And then there's those people that are working 90 hours a week in the workplace, and they're working all the time. But who are you working for? Why are you working 90 hours a week? Why do you work 80 hours? Why do you work seven? Why do you work? 60 hours a week. Who are you working for, really? Because if you're working that many hours in a workplace, you're hurting the other people in your life. And we're going to talk about that later today. All right, but let me just answer some questions. How did I get here? How did I get to this microphone? And I'm saying this for you, the listener, so you understand where I'm coming from, because I'm not any better than anybody else out there. I've screwed up probably more than most people listening to this show. But I want you to know, this is how God grabs a crazy, high-powered, energetic person who was in it all for him and changes my heart so that I work for him. So Christ's first impact in my life, I talk about that at the beginning of every show. If Jesus has impacted your life, then he should be impacting every part of who you are. And Jesus impacted my life for the first time on October the 14th, 1972. I was in a small missions conference, and that's the first time I really heard the truth about Jesus Christ and how he had died for me and how he had risen from the dead so that I could have be saved from my sins. And that day I understood that. But I don't really look back at that day as the day I started walking with my Lord, because there's a lot of days between that day, October 14th, 1972, and July the 13th, 1979. That is the day that I look at, July 13th, 1979. Yes, that means I'm old. I'm going to be 48 very, very soon here. But July 13th, 1979 was the day that Christ rocked my world. 
That was the day that I decided in front of a group of all of my friends that I said, here I am, Lord, right out of Isaiah. Here I am, Lord, send me. I decided to stand up in front of a crowd of 2,000 people amongst others of my peers who were making the decision, but to to commit to full-time Christian ministry. I had no idea what that looked like. I thought that that meant I was going to be a pastor. I thought that meant I was going to be a minister or a missionary. I had no idea that full-time Christian ministry meant no no matter where I was, I was representing Jesus Christ. It took me a long time to realize that. But the coolest part about that date, for those of you listening, that date, God intersected my life with the life of my lifelong best friend, Martha, my wife of 28 years. Because on that date, July the 13th, 1979, my wife, Martha, was in the crowd. She lived in Illinois at the time. I lived in the frozen tundra in Minnesota at the time. She was at the same youth conference. She made the same commitment. Here I am, Lord, send me. I give you my life for full-time Christian ministry. Neither of us knew at that point in time that we wouldn't be paid ministers. We both thought that's what we were going to do. But over the last 35 years, God has done amazing things in our lives, but it had nothing to do with getting paid for the ministry that we do. All right, but that's the day that God intersected our lives, but we didn't meet for another three years. August of 1982, I met my wife. And on that day, I'll never forget. I wish I knew the date. I'm a date guy. I, I know the month. But that was the day I met my wife, and I I knew then there was something special there, but I didn't know for almost two more years that she would be the woman I'd spend the rest of my life with. And that's how I've been able to go into ministry, is I had my wife alongside of me to fulfill who I am, to encourage me when I'm down, to be by my side, and to really fill in all the empty spaces that I leave. And I leave a lot of empty spaces along the way. So the biggest day of change in my life, besides July 13th, 1979, when I committed my life full-time ministry to Christ, was June 14th of 1986, the day I walked down the aisle and grabbed hands of my wife for the ride of a lifetime of walking with Christ in our marriage, our families, and our workplace with my bride, Martha. You know, how did I get to this vision of purposefully equipping vibrantly effective Christ followers in the workplace, that vision of I work for him? How did I get there? You know, it started with my second job out of school. Actually, it was my third job out of school. I worked for this. No, it was my second job. I'm having an argument with myself. I'm having a good time. I think I'll probably win this argument. But my second job in school was with a company that no longer exists in Minneapolis. I won't defame him. But I worked for a guy named Chuck. I like to call him Chucky. But I worked for Chuck, and Chuck was one of those guys who said he was a Christian, yet every time uh, something went wrong, he screamed and yelled, used lots of four-letter words, and threw books and everything across the room. That was the first time I worked for a quote-unquote Christian business owner, and I was not impressed. That was the first time I noticed that, wow, something should be very different about my life. If I'm going to call myself a Christian, I shouldn't be clearing off my desk every time I get mad. All right, listen, we're talking today about the vision of I work for him and how I got it, because it's important that you understand how I got my vision for the ministry that God's placed me in so that you can start looking for the vision that God is laying on your heart. And you may call it the dream that God's laid on your heart. I'd read a book over the weekend called The Dream Giver by Bruce Wilkinson. And and it's all about our Heavenly Father laying a passion on our heart and and taking us, allowing us to get to that place where we can live out that passion. A lot of us don't live in our passion. We live in a place called familiar and we live a life of ordinary. And that's not what living for Jesus Christ is all about. Our lives are supposed to be radically impacted by Jesus Christ and never 
the same. All right, I was talking about how my second job out of college was the first time I really was impacted by working for somebody who called themselves a Christian. The uh, the the partners were Chuck and Bob, and no, I'm not making a joke. Chuck was one of those guys who called himself a Christian, yet every time he got angry, he threw things across the room. And Bob, his partner, was really a cool guy and was really walking with Jesus. And I just decided, number one, I never have a partner like Chuck. And number two, if I'm going to call myself a Christ follower, I know my life should look different than Chuck's. But I wanted from there to work for an insurance company. And I still am a licensed insurance agent today, although I don't practice. And I went to work for this big company who didn't care about anybody. And yes, they still exist today. I won't say their name. But I worked and managed a small office. And I had a woman named Marilyn work for me. And this is the first time I realized, wow, I live a bifurcated life. My life at home contrasts my life at work. Because one day I was helping Marilyn outside the office with something. She was my service person. And she said, why are you being so nice to me today? Why are you being so, why are you doing these nice things for me? And I thought, well, that's what Christians do. And, but what she was really saying was, yeah, but you're not very nice to me in the office. And that was embarrassing. I still think about that today. So, Marilyn, if you're listening today, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I was a jerk. You know, I didn't understand that my life should be different. I didn't. Nobody had ever told me that. I never heard it at church. I still haven't heard it at church. Churches, if you're listening out there today, would you just wake up? People need to know when they go to the workplace, their lives should be impacting others for Christ. It's a mission field, just like going to Zimbabwe, going to work is a mission field. All right. So then I went from being a direct writer insurance agent to owning my insurance agency. And at first it was just Martha and I. So it was okay. We could be Christians to each other and it was all right. But then I bought a chain of insurance agencies out of Southwestern Minnesota. I had a partner who was a banker and all of a sudden my faith was on like this pedestal and, and people were watching me. And, oh, I kept stepping on myself all day long. The guy that was the banker wasn't a Christian. He told me he was a Christian when I first formed a partnership with him. But then I realized he was a churchgoer, but he wasn't a Christian. Christ hadn't impacted his life. But yet that didn't matter because I was the one that really had to make the difference. And I didn't treat my employees the way I should have. I made some mistakes. I screamed and yelled. I just was stupid. And I realized, wow, I had a chance to recover with most of them. In fact, I emailed with some of them. But boy, I just made a fool of myself. It was the first time I really looked at myself and go, wow, if I'm going to be a Christian business owner, something's got to change. But then God started really working in Martha's in my life. And, and Martha got sick. And we had to start looking at options for how are we going to get out of Minnesota? Because the doctor, we had this great little Jewish doctor, and he said to us, you know what, Martha, you're going to be sick all your life. And the only solution is for you to move to Florida right along the ocean. And if you move there, the salt air will take care of one of your issues and the warm weather will take care of your other issue. You're going to move. And if you move now, your kids will be Floridians. And if you move later, they'll be visitors. Your choice, but you're going to move. Whether you move now when you're young or you move now when you <laughs> move later when you're old. So we moved. We were 37 years old. We moved to Florida. It was midlife crisis on gym time. That's what I thought. I thought that was just funny. I joked with my friends in Minnesota and said, hey, I'm going to go have my midlife crisis in Florida. At least it'll be warm. And I'm doing it on my time. Yeah. Yeah, what a mistake that was to even joke about that. But we moved here. Martha's health wasn't good. But God moved us here to have our own desert experience, for us to hit the wasteland in our faith, really so that God could shape me from who I was to who he could use, because I was a pathetic Christian in the workplace. You know, it opened up so many doors. We already knew what church we wanted to be involved in. We go to First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks. It's now just called Indian Rocks, which is just a great church, a great body of Christ. I ended up teaching a Sunday school class for the last 10 years. We call them connection groups, but it's really a Sunday school class because it's on Sunday. It's a class, and it's inside a school. 
But anyway, God used that the last 11 years of our life here in Florida to take me from being this pathetic Christian to somebody who really puts Christ ahead of everything I do. Now, not everything. I still screw up. I shouldn't say that. I'm not trying to brag. What I'm saying is that my heart has been changed. My life has been impacted. I'm not the same guy I used to be. I I don't. I'm just different, and it's been awesome. But God did that through me getting through my bucket list. When we moved down here, I had a bucket list of things I wanted to do, all these great things. I I wanted to sell cars because I did that in Minnesota, and I sold insurance. So I sold cars, I sold some insurance, and I got that out of my system. God just kind of cleaned out my bucket list. One, two, number three was... I had this incredible job, probably the best job I've ever had, working for a good friend and his partners over in Orlando for three years on a huge resort project. I managed some insurance for them. I managed their IT relationship. It was the best job I ever had. But what God was trying to do with my heart was to focus me on what's important to him instead of what's important to me, money does not make a huge impact. I made big money, but I drove from 6.30 in the morning down I-4. For those of you from Florida, I drove every day down I-4 to exit 55, 90 miles each way. But what God did during that time is he took my faith to a next level. (laughs) Not because I was praying because I was afraid for my life every day I got on I-4 because it is the second deadliest highway in our country. But God taught me how to pray. I got a brother in Hawaii and a sister-in-law in Hawaii, Johnny and April, and they taught me how to pray. They taught me how to intercede for people, and, and I just started praying for my bosses. And I started praying for my, my spouse, my, for Martha, for Joshua, and for Sarah, my children, and for my adopted daughter, Sarah, and her family, Donnie, and, and um, Allie, and Jonathan, and, and for uh, Smiley, who's kind of my foster daughter, and her husband, Nathan, and their, their son, Ephraim. And I started praying for all of them. And I started praying for other people God laid in my heart, marriages that were struggling. I won't tell you the names of those. And, and, and just, I started praying for my bosses. I prayed for them and their spouses and their children. And my heart started to change. And I started to look at them differently. And God started opening up doors. You know, we're in the construction business. I was on the insurance side of it. But what was hilarious is that I kept getting promotions. And one of the promotions I set down, they wanted me to make, be that basically to run the entire operational side of the business that had nothing to do with construction because I didn't have any construction work. But they said, Jim, you kind of live in this Pollyannic world. Everything's black and white to you. But we work in a world of gray, shades of gray. And you're going to need to change who you are because it won't work. You'll never succeed in this job if you operate in shades of gray. And I said, I'm not going to change world is black and white, and I'm not going to compromise my faith for your job. And what's hilarious is that God started working in that in that job. It was amazing. As I prayed for my bosses, I had the opportunity to share my faith with many of my bosses and really to challenge the one that I worked for was a good friend who called himself a Christian. He today is a dedicated Christ follower and everything he does is fantastic for the Lord. And his son I worked with and and his life was revolutionized by Christ. And I had the privilege of leading one of my other bosses to Christ along with somebody else. We were able to share in an incredible experience where we both almost died in a car wreck and I was able to look at her and say, listen, if we'd have died, you'd have gone to hell. And it's time to make a decision for Christ. Why do you keep putting it off? You know the truth. You need Jesus. And the only reason we're still alive here is because you needed a second chance. And she gave her life to Christ shortly after that. It was awesome. But that job disintegrated. You know, in September of 2008, the whole world disintegrated from a a standpoint of uh, what's happening. And uh, it, all of the economy collapsed, and so did that job. And it just disappeared. Everything disappeared. The whole, the whole company disappeared. And what's incredible is through that and the, and the devotions, the daily devotions of Oz Hillman from Thank God, or Today God is First, TGIF, 
I kept sharing those devotions with my bosses and it impacted their lives to today. It was huge. But I started looking at workplace ministry very, very differently. And after that job disintegrated, I ended up going with a couple of uh, business people on a short-term mission field. Uh, and, and I watched how God shaped their lives. Just short five-day trips shaped their lives so that they never were the same. God took these busy, busy, busy business people and took them to the mission field and they got exposed to true poverty, yet those people were perfectly content. And, and, and finally, God put the whole vision of I work for him in front of me, that we need to take Christian business people and we need to teach them how to walk with the Lord. And we did need, need to solidify their marriages. And then we need to solidify their families and working, discipling, mentoring all through that ways. And then we take their faith. And instead of it being words at first, we need to have them live out their faith in the workplace, ministering to their people. And then they can start sharing their faith. But then... The ultimate goal is to get that Christian business owner to take the profits from their business and to start investing them in not only their profits, some of their profits, a percentage of their profits, but also their talents in a kingdom impactful ministry because God's got the money for the kingdom tied up in Christian small businesses. So the whole of this purposefully equipping vibrantly effective Christ files in a workplace lies in the fact it's a discipleship program. It's a mentoring program and it starts with personally walking with the Lord and it ends with impacting kingdom impactful ministries and investing time and talent and money in those things. All right, we're having a discussion today about how did I get the vision of I work for him? But before we get to that, as we do every week, we highlight a book that will help you gain perspective on incorporating Christ into your workplace. And this section, as always, is sponsored by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Our book highlighted today is inspired by God. Written by 40 authors over a 1,500-year period in three different languages and in several different countries. The one-year Bible in New Living Translation happens to be my favorite translation. Since the first step in making impact on your workplace is to have your own heart, mind, and soul transformed by a personal relationship with our Heavenly Father made possible by Jesus Christ, you should start to find out what God has to say. How about this? I run into Christians all the time that have no idea what the Bible even says. So I'm encouraging you to read the New Living Translation. It's super easy to read and get your one-year Bible because it keeps you on track. This easy-to-read, broken-up-by-day Bible is just what you need to expose yourself daily to the truths of Scripture. It will come alive and start to change the way you think. Call into the studio line 855-265-2929 Remember Remember, read the book, don't wait for the movie. All right, we're back, and I'm sharing today from my heart on the answer of the question, where did the vision of I work for him come from? And you know, I shared this on my very first show back there, April 15th, 2013, but that day... I sounded like I'd had a whole case of Mountain Dew. I was a little nervous. It would have been the first time I'd ever been on the radio on my own. I was freaked out of my mind. But you know what? God's done amazing work in my heart, as he does each and every day. And I wanted to share with you clearly, where did I get the mission statement? And where did, how did God get me to this place of I work for him? The mission of I work for him is to purposefully equip vibrantly effective Christ followers in the workplace. That's what it's about. I want to help purposefully equip you 
so that you can be vibrantly effective, a vibrantly effective Christ follower in your workplace, whether that workplace is in your home, in your neighborhood, in a workplace, on the mission field, in a church. We need to be effective. We, we, and what does it mean to be an effective Christ follower? It means that the very being of who we are, because Christ has impacted our life, we have no chance but to impact other people's lives. We can't stop it, because if Jesus has impacted who you are, you can't stop but show people. It changes the way you think. It renews your mind. Who you are is different. And the I Work For Him show is all about what God has done in my life, and I want to share that so that you, too, can have your world turned upside down, your paradigm shifted, so that you look and feel like Jesus in your workplace, because you may be the only Jesus people ever meet. All right, I started, I I got done talking about this great job that I had in Orlando right before the break. But that world all collapsed, and God was in that. And in 2009, as I was trying to figure out, God, what am I doing in my life? Somebody gave me the book, Forgotten God by Francis Chan. And in this book, it's a great book. It's all about the work of the Holy Spirit, which, by the way, the church very rarely talks about the work of the Holy Church. The average Protestant church doesn't talk about the work of the Holy Spirit. So in this book, Forgotten God by Francis Chan, it talks about, you know, how if we just use the very natural gifts, talents, and abilities that we have, and we are successful, then we get the credit. But if God uses us to do something amazing, something unexplainable by our natural gifts, talents, and abilities then God gets the credit. And I said that very day, and I don't know that date. I said that very day that, you know, Lord, that's the life I want to lead. I want to lead a life that it's unexplainable. My success is unexplainable by who I am, but only by who you are. That's the kind of job I want to have. That's how I want to spend the rest of my days, giving you glory with what I do. And so that was in 2009. And, and, and along the way, God was giving me this executive summary, this vision of what I shared earlier on how you, you disciple a Christian business owner from their personal discipleship, then strengthening up their marriage, then strengthening up their family, then having them make an impact on their workplace, and then having their workplace make an impact on the mission field. So there's this dual discipleship that goes on between kingdom impactful minister and workplace minister. So they can disciple each other because workplace ministers are equipped with uh, administration, organization, management, finance. Those are things they're strong with. But Uh, ministry workplace people are strong in teaching evangelism and discipleship. They need to disciple each other. And so God started working in my life. And as I'm looking for a job, this opportunity comes up to work for Platinum Information Services. And I said, Lord, I don't want to sell IT. And I have no idea how to sell IT. And I really don't want to do this. I don't have a network in Tampa Bay. I, I don't want to do this job. And he said, Jim, remember that prayer? In 2009, you said you wanted me to be glorified. And I said, okay, Father, whatever you want. I said, but I have no peace about this. He says, you're not going to have peace about it because you don't know what to do. And so I took this job with Platinum Information Services almost four years ago. And I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? He says, just tell people, just start to tell everybody you know what you're doing. And what's amazing, over the last almost four years, I've sat down one-to-one with over 850 people. And over half of that time, I've told the people most of the story that you've heard already on the show today. I've told people how God has impacted my life and how I wanted to create with, with my life an ongoing revenue stream for missionaries by discipling business people, by cha- Christian business people, by challenging them that the money that they're making in that workplace is not just to increase their status of living, but it's to increase their status of giving. And so 
I took the job with Platinum, and God has used it to do amazing things. At the same time, God sent me into send sent someone into my life to be mentored, to be discipled, that desperately needed to know how to incorporate Christ into his workplace, and that's Robert Smith. Robert Smith is on the air with me next week, Monday, on the I Work For Him show, and he's going to tell a little bit of a story how God has used the I Work For Him method to just challenge him to be Christ in his workplace. But I still didn't have a name, I Work For Him. I said, God, I know you want me to move forward with the I work for Envision when you give me a name. Finally, on November 20th, 2012, I got the name. It was a Wednesday night. It was about 730. My wife was at work. I had written down 132 names, none of which worked, and finally gave me the name. I work for him. Pretty simple. It's what we do. It's what we do every day. But I said, Lord, I can understand how I can mentor two or three business people at a time, maybe even four or five. But how do you get the message out to thousands of people? I don't understand. How do I get the speaking engagements? How do I get the chance to write a book? I don't understand. It was 90 days later, on February the 19th, 2013, that I happened to be speaking at a small little networking event called Christian Business Connection. It was the last meeting before we formed the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay. And I spoke on five ways to incorporate Christ in your workplace. And the funny part about that was I had no idea the impact that that one speech would be. But I sat down next to the only person in the room. I had no idea who it was. And it turned out to be Deborah Ray Roseman, the general manager and owner of WTIS1110.com. And I said to her, and she said to me as I sat down, she goes, you got to talk about that on the radio. And I looked back at her immediately and said, you're nuts. No way. And then I said, okay, well, I'll send you my executive summary. And if you think it's worthy of talking about on the radio, then uh, we'll, we'll talk. We'll get together. I'll get my wife, Martha, and we'll sit down and we'll talk about this radio thing you're talking about. And she goes, Martha? You mean Martha from Karis Christian Books and Gifts? I said, yeah, that Martha. She goes, I know Martha. She knows me already. This is going to be a piece of cake. So we sat down a couple weeks later, and Deborah laid it out for me and talked about what radio was all about. And I said, I- I'm really leaning towards no, but we'll pray about it. And then as we were praying about it, Martha and I, I remember how I had spoken in 2012, November the 20th. I said, Lord, I don't know how I can get in front of thousands of people to talk about the vision of I work for him. And obviously this is the answer, the radio. Never, ever before had I ever longed to be on the radio. Never before had I ever been on the radio. And so that also was an answer to the prayer that I prayed in 2009. Lord, I want a job that can be glorifying to you that has nothing to do with my natural gifts, talents, and abilities. And so radio it was. I had to go back to Deborah and say, I have no choice but to say yes, because that's how I prayed. I prayed for an opportunity like this. I had no idea what I was getting into. So April 15th of last year was the first, the debut show of I Work For Him. The purposefully equipping vibrantly effective Christ followers in a workplace. But I was going through this thing called identity and destiny, and that's where I got that mission statement. But here are the five pieces, the five stages in the I work for him model is that personal discipleship place, learning how to have a quiet time with God, making sure that our marriages are solid. I call it the I work for him marriage segment, making sure our families are solid and not being neglected by us because we're working so much because when work and family collide, it's a disaster to our families. And we're going to talk about that tomorrow. Then we really have the workplace segment about mentoring and accountability. I work for him workplace. And then of course, ending up connecting workplace ministry with our workplace, getting those Christian business owners to impact 
Kingdom Impactful Ministries with their time, their money, and their talents. All right, we've been having a discussion today with myself, me, myself, and I right here in the studio, and with you, the listener, about how did I get the vision of I Work For Him? And we've been having a lot of fun, and I'm sorry if you're just tuning in now, you've missed some really good stuff. You're going to have to tune into the archives on WTIS1110.com. Click on Shows, click on I Work For Him, and in the bottom right-hand corner, just click on the show for today. All right, listen, I want to get back to this vision. The vision of I Work For Him is to purposefully equip vibrantly effective Christ followers in the workplace. It's what God has laid in my heart. And so let me just talk about, you know, we debuted this show on April the 15th of last year. And it was a vision that God had laid in my heart over a period of almost seven years. And it all came down to, I just happened to be sharing my testimony about five ways to incorporate Christ in your workplace. And I sat down next to the owner and station manager of WTIS. And that's where we left off. You know, this radio show is clearly by the hand of God. I had prayed, God, I want a job where you're glorified by talents that are not explainable by who I am. And that was radio. I prayed, God, I don't know how I can get in front of thousands of people and share the vision of I work for him. And he said, that was radio. Never in my mind, never, ever before February 19th, 2013, did I ever think that I would be on the radio every day of the week. Never, never, ever. But listen, starting next week, we're taking the I work for him show to three days a week. And then probably in August, we'll get to four days a week. And sometime before the end of the year, we'll get to five days of the week following Dave Ramsey right here on WTIS. And so we're going to change the format of the I work for him show. It's no longer going to be a show where I'm just interviewing people and trying to uh, you know, cover certain topics. That has been awesome the last 14 months. It has been a lot of fun. It's also been a little easier on me because I work a couple of full-time jobs. But it is, we're going to take this and, and start making this even more applicable to you, the listener, every day. And by the way, thanks to Susan from Seminole, Florida, who called in and won the Bible today. Susan, I'm praying as you go and get that Bible, and I'm hoping that you'll go into Karis Christian Books and Gifts and pick that up, but we'll contact you about that, but that reading that version of the Bible will rock your world so that you're never the same, because that's the way it is for me. Every day I pick up the Word of God. All right, so starting, when we, as we grow to five days a week on the I Work For Him show, we're going to break it out by topics, and each day we're going to take on one of these major topics, this personal discipleship topic, where we're learning how to Walk with the Lord on a day-to-day basis through personal devotions, through praying, learning how to pray, learning how to pray not only for your family, for your spouse, but also for your coworkers, for your boss, or maybe you're the boss and so it's your employees. Then we're going to talk about marriage. And why am I a work show talking about marriage? Because if you're married and you're working, your work and your family and your marriage are colliding. And we got to talk about how to save marriages because in this country alone, over 50% of every stinking marriage ends and divorce for no other excuse but yet people are stopped working in their marriages and marriage is so important because if you can start walking with the lord and you could get two people in a marriage walking with the lord faithfully then you can fix that marriage and if you can start fixing marriages you can start fixing kids and families and start building the society the fabric of our society that is disintegrating because we've destroyed marriages we're destroying families so we strengthen the family and we do that by strengthening your personal walk and strengthening your marriage. And then we start allowing you to start impacting your workplace because it does no good for you to blab all about Jesus in a workplace if your witness speaks something else. If you're a jerk in the workplace, if you're foul mouth, gossip, whatever it may be, unfair, stingy, whatever it may be, if that's where you are in a workplace, just shut up. Don't tell people you're a Christian, please. 
that's embarrassing to Christ. Start working on your daily walk with Christ. Strengthen your marriage. Strengthen your family. Get your heart right with the Lord and then start demonstrating that at work. But don't start talking about your faith at work until your walk is consistent with your words. So that's your workplace. And in that workplace, we've got mentoring and accountability that is so important. We're going to talk about those in the workplace. I work for him workplace segments. We got I work for him personal discipleship. I work for him marriage. Uh, I work for him family. I work for him workplace. And then I work for him ministry or missions. And that's because you, the Christian business owner, for those of you that are out there listening, if you own a Christian business, God expects you to take the profits of those business and yes, pay yourself. But he expects you to take the profits of those business and not increase your standard of living, but increase your standard of giving. He wants you to take that money and have it impact the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And so that money needs to be funneled off to Kingdom Impactful Ministries. And I want to introduce you to some of those. And I want to challenge you to not just send a check, but to invest your very life in those organizations because those organizations need your business skills. All right. I work for him also on a personal basis, on a business basis, consulting, mentoring, whatever you want to call it. I offer one-to-one mentoring. And I'm working with some Christian businesses. And so that's something that we will do as I start working with Christian businesses more and more and more. I'll have some of those stories to bring to the show. And my wife and I do two-on-two marriage mentoring, couple-to-couple marriage mentoring. Because again, if you're not working on your marriage and you've got a business, you are going to mess up your marriage. You have to work on it on a day-to-day basis. And we do that in some fun ways. We do that through marriage mentoring, through the Dare to be Different program, but we also do it with marriage retreats. And we've got a marriage retreat cruise coming up in February. And if you're married and you're a Christ follower, you should be going on this marriage retreat cruise because it will change your life. And it's just a thousand bucks for two people to go on a marriage retreat cruise for five days, four nights to Cozumel. You'll hear about that a little bit in a few moments. All right. So, but the biggest thing as a business owner, how do you really learn how to start incorporating your faith? How do you really make sure that you are working for him? Who do you work for really? Let's answer that question on a monthly basis in what we call business his way. And that's sponsored by I Work For Him and C12. And it's basically a precursor. It's it's a program, a graduate program to graduate you from business his way into C12. But in the meantime, it just introduces you to the concept of how do I incorporate my faith into the workplace? And so that's business his way. And the perfect candidate is a Christ follower who's got a business and they really want to put Jesus at the forefront of everything that they do. From hiring to firing to accounting to sales to how you handle your customers to how you handle your vendors. That's what we're talking about. And you can find out more about that on the I Work For Him website, iworkforhim.com. I work, the number four, him.com. All right, so we've talked today about the vision of I Work For Him and how God's laid it on my heart. That's to purposefully equip vibrantly effective Christ followers in the workplace. And I want to invite you to join me on a daily basis for now, Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays to hear more about each one of these topics as we talk about. Where does God take it from here? I have no idea. What's he doing? I have no idea. But he's got me on this radio station, WTIS 1110, right here on the radio to talk to you and to challenge you to bring Jesus into the workplace. I don't know where we're, going, where we're going. I don't know what the next step's going to be after we go from three days to four days to five days. But stick around and find out what God does in my life as it inspires you to allow those same, same things to happen in your life. Soon, each and every day at five o'clock, we'll be talking about the vision of I Work For Him. Walk with Martha and I as we walk with Jesus, all because we work for Him or I work 
for him. All right, as we close out the show today, I want to just now picture this, if you will. The sun is shining, and the clear blue ocean waves are passing by as the Royal Caribbean Brilliance of the Seas cruise ship sails, sails between Cozumel and Tampa. It starts in Tampa. Okay. You can almost smell the salt air now as we talk about our plans for the upcoming second annual Cruise Your Way to a Better Marriage. That's a retreat, and it's sponsored by I Work For Him. February 5th through the 9th, 2015, will be a time when you and your spouse can get away and invest in your marriage. No dishes to do. No sporting events to attend. No cell phones to answer. Praise God. Just a few days together in a beautiful environment with purposeful discussions on ways to make your marriage strong, as well as plenty, as well as plenty of time for those private discussions and alone time built right into the agenda. Plan now to join us for this much-anticipated retreat. Find out all the details on our website, I Work For Him. Him.com. I work for him.com. That's I work the number for him.com. All right, next tomorrow on the I Work for Him show, my wife Martha will be joining us as she will every Tuesday to talk about a topic that is applicable to everybody when work and family collide. We'll provide practical examples of how to avoid the collisions and the explosions brought on by this inevitable conflict. We'll also be giving away a copy of Andy Stanley's book, When Work and Family Collide. You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.